You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. Well, we are back together, man. I'm happy that you uh, buzzed me to come back and uh, do this again. Well, you know, kind of addicting. It is addicting, right? It, it really is. I, I've been getting messages since our first uh, our first little one, and uh, people are like, "Oh, they're excited!" You know, WTC, oh my god, man! It's like I refer to that site where I go to for all my uh, you know my vintage stuff. We truly have become like the vintage archive now. <laughs> It's just, uh, but we got a lot of positive uh, responses from it, and I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. So now it's like, I want to do another one. I want to do another one, another one, another one. What uh, so we touched up last time about talking about uh, WTC, what it is, where it came from, where it's at, where it's going. Uh, I, I think uh, now it'd be kind of cool to kind of get a little bit of backstory about ourselves, just from our own perspective, about uh, you know, kind of like the art of collecting wrestling cards almost, you know, for us. Right. And kind of... Uh, when did we start collecting basically like i know when i started collecting when did you start um cards just cards right 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 i i would say well the only cards that i collected from baseball when i was a kid but that never really kind of caught my attention um but my first actual set that i ever collected was the 90 the 1990 classic set i think i saw some earlier stuff from the 87 85 tops um, but it wasn't really until I got a little older that I actually uh, made a true effort to collect. And it started with the 99 class or the 1990 classic. 1990 classic one. Yeah. That first one. Yeah. Uh, not the WrestleMania one, the actual first one. No, the actual first, first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, my first one was 85 tops. Um, I was, uh, God, where'd I get them at? Got them at a liquor store <laughs> uh, to get some soda or something like that, or probably a Coke, you know, and then I saw, you know, that box for the, you know, Hogan on it. It's like that. And I'm like, oh, and I was really into wrestling because, I mean, I grew up watching wrestling with my grandparents. My mother used to make me watch, uh, you know, Honor the Giant, you know, wrestle six midgets, you know, <laughs> on uh, Channel 56 at Telemundo in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, my grandma recently passed away. And that was one of the things we talked about at, uh, at her service like that, about how uh, grandma's pancakes or tacos and watching wrestling. <laughs> That's what we got into. So I saw it, and I, that's when I started. But I wasn't a diehard. I was like you. I collected baseball cards, and I collected cards. I'd get a shoebox, and i put my shoebox, and I'd take construction paper, and I'd cut them out, and I had A's, B's, C's, D's. And I didn't really know, understand the numbering sequence in the back of cards. Like, oh, you put them in order for a number. I'm like, no, I'm putting them in teams, man. I have my teams. Then I put my teams in alphabetical order. And I said, no, forget it. I'm putting them in order of my favorite players from each team going you know, front to back. So here I'm watching the Dodgers playing the Yankees going, I like Thurman Munson, man. I'm going to pull him. I got Thurman Munson card right here, you know. Um, so I was mostly into sports, primarily baseball. I played baseball. I followed baseball. I liked baseball. But then wrestling, I'm like, what, what's this? Wrestling? They make wrestling cards? But I didn't get serious about it for years. I didn't get serious about it. For me, for me, um, I started watching wrestling with my aunt, actually. She got me into the Von Erichs. So that's kind of where it started. And then uh, I remember seeing uh, the main event 
Savage and Honky Tonk Man. That was a bigger match to me than Hogan Andre, actually. And I fell in love with Savage. And then so the classics that came out, and you know, there was Savage on it. And I was like, oh, I got to have these. And that's really what started it for me was um, my love for Randy Savage. And uh, anything that he was on, I initially wanted. So that's that's really how it all kind of came together. And then after that, then they had the second classic at the WrestleMania set. And of course, it was at WrestleMania 4, I think, highlighted in that set. And um, with all the WrestleManias. But again, it had Savage stuff, you know. And so that's just kind of where it exploded. And then I think my next set, um, and it's kind of how you and I, I think, connected. I was, I think it was in a magazine, and I bought the... Uh, NWA Wonderama. Oh. I thought it said I thought it said it was a set and it wasn't, it was just a box. So I got a box with unopened cards in it. They're all unopened. Oh, all nice. unopened. And so I opened it and I think I ended up being, I don't know, a dozen cards short. And that's how I came across uh Com Collect as it is. And you were selling cards and um I think it was a board on it or somehow somehow I was I was pushed to Com Collect and that's how you and I got connected. Those were the first cards on ComCollect, unless it was a message board of some kind. This must have been a message board because somehow I got pushed to ComCollect. You had to have a board on it, and I think that's how you replied. And I had a really weird, like the old version of like those really weird yes message boards, or not like today's. I mean, but they were really weird. Yeah, it was. It had subjects, and it would kind of and then it had like a, you know a drop down, another drop down, and it's like reply, reply, like an, like a chain email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's how, all I know is I got directed to ComCollect and then um, I think I hit you up and you're the one that actually, I think, helped me complete that set. You had all the missing cards that I needed. And I was really excited. I was like, because that card's what, 343 cards or something? Yeah, it's a big card set. Big card set. So I was really excited to have that set. So well, when the, you got into those cards back then uh, for like the uh, 90s classic uh, and for me, I you know, 85 tops, like that. How did you get your card? Where did you find them? Where, where, do you, where were you buying your cards at? I want to say convenience stores, grocery stores. Um, I think, I don't remember going to Walmart per se, but that was in Texas. So I want to say just like a regular convenience store, they had them. They had packs there. They had boxes. As a matter of fact, I had so many of them, you know, because there were so many doubles in those sets. But I remember. Um, the correlation was so poor. Yeah, it was awful. And I just, but I remember I had boxes and boxes of that stuff trying to make a full set. And I think, as a matter of fact, I ended up going online and buying the set that came with the binder. And then it had a, like a poster, but it had it folded, so it was already ruined. But it, you know, it had the, the breakdown of the set too. That yeah, I got mine uh, because I found it at the liquor store. And then I got mine, that was my place to go to because the guy who was a manager of the store was a card collector. And were, his name was Frank Charles Murray III. That was his name. So I ended up working there. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he was so into baseball cards like that. And so he would order from the, some guy would come in and sell boxes and we put them in the, on, on the rack and sell them. And uh, he'd buy me a box, you know, well I paid for it, but I mean, get a box for me, but that's where I used to get all my cards. Then I started finding out the sports cards shops and uh, they prodded out commonly just did, you know, football, baseball, basketball kind of stuff. And I wasn't still into that. I was still spending a lot of money on buying, you know, baseball cards. I mean, Upper Deck, when they started as a company, they were in Yorba Linda, California. I lived in Yorba Linda, California. So when I used to clean model homes for a living, my buddy Brett and I used to go the, the Upper Deck place building, just a normal building, a commercial area. You wouldn't even know it was there. You, you go there and it's right in front of a railroad tracks. We'd go behind it right there in Yorba Linda. And uh, we'd go over the railroad tracks, come up and you come right behind Upper Deck. 
and then you see the backside of the upper deck and the, that back would open up like a big old uh you know uh, door would open up and it was like um it was like fort knox there's camera over here camera over here camera over here I mean, there's cameras everywhere around there but they're trash bins and these big giant uh they look like oil bins but they're like ink bins i guess like that uh we're all out there where they deposit all our trash so when we go in there we go through the trash bins and we go through and find stuff and you'd find all this huge stack of uncut sheets but they were all off-centered you know yeah. so but you, you pull them all out and you're like these are cool man we can still like cut the ones off that are so good you know but you go through them and you're like they became more and more centered more and more centered also like the bottom parts of it were all centered stuff like two or three sheets of centered stuff you'd find um packs just all still attached but not because they haven't been cut but they're all empty but you go through them you'd find one pack that was that full of cards and all empty 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 you find pack full of cards I can't tell you how many grippy rookies I pulled out of that shit. <laughs> I mean, those were, those were great because they were right there in our backyard. So I was very much into sports cards and wrestling, not so much. I think I got into wrestling cards hardcore as soon as the comic images set came out. That's when I really got into hardcore in, in, in 98. Um, my friend Mark in Garden, you know, Mark from Garden Grove. So yeah, um, he, he and I would go around, we'd go out, and do what you and I ended up start doing a lot too. It's going out and getting autographs. We knew where WWE would come to town, you know, in Anaheim all the time. So we knew which hotel to go to. That's where we got to meet, you know, we met The Rock and everybody always coming there. And um, he was very much into collecting and he knew all the card shops. So then we would go like, hey, uh, there's like a little, uh, like a little convention going on over in Fullerton and Conan's gonna be there. <laughs> like, all right, let's go. And we go there and we walk down the aisles and some guy's like, oh, I got these promo cards from this, uh, you know, 94 action pack, 50 cents each. I'll take them. <laughs> got these promo cards for, um, you know, this new art box set coming out, these lenticular cards like that. I'll take them. <laughs> That's how I got started. Wow. Yeah, for me, I, I started with that classic set, the Wonderama set, and then things kind of died down. Um, partly because I was a teenager at the time, girlfriends, um, other things. It wasn't basically until I think I moved to California. Um, I was going through stuff and I happened to find, you know, my stuff. It's like, you know, stuff is being stored. You start pulling stuff. I'm like, oh. And then WWE uh, or WWF magazine cards came out. Oh, yeah. And I had a subscription. So I was getting all those in. And so, you know, we talked about in our last uh, video, you know, about being completist. Well, I would be missing a card here, maybe missing a magazine here with the set. So I started, you know, doing research, trying to locate those, hitting up eBay. And you start finding things. The next thing you know, just one thing leads to another. Before I know it, I've, you know, 95 action pack, 94 action pack. And then, you know, the, the newer generation of stuff in the, the late 90s started coming out. And um, I was on eBay buying up sets or, you know, you would hook me up or whatever. Um, that's just kind of how it exploded. It was, it started out slow. I enjoyed it. Went away from it. because I was a kid, you know, teenager. And then uh, as an adult is when it really picked up as an adult. And especially with WTC, when we started doing WTC, um, for me to um, be able to do research, again, I talked about, I, I like to hold things like mm -hmm. tangible. So, you know, I wanted these cards in my hand. I wanted them in my collection. And so anything that we went after, or we're putting on the site I wanted to be able to have, or at the very least, when I would go see you at Frankenstein's or at your house, you would have those promo cards, you'd have those autograph cards. I remember sitting there looking at your display case and just being in freaking 
awe of some great cards in there, man. Um, that you had Hogan swatch cards. I remember being so pretty. It was all those colors, yellow and red. And you're like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was so happy to pull that out of a case. I I, I was living in um, Ontario at the time, and my friend Mark came over, and that was a, actually that's the very first official case of wrestling cards I ever bought was the WCW embossed. Oh, okay. And um, I was looking to continue all those autographs because I had a, quite a bit of those WCW autographs. And uh, he opened it for me and he goes, oh, I think I pulled something you might be interested in because he helped me open the back. And he pulled a swatch card. Like I go, oh, it's such a beautiful card. <laughs> Gorgeous card. Yeah, I used to be in such awe of your display case because I remember going to Frank's and I would just sit there and... <sighs> and I'm not... I'm not one, as we've talked about many times, I'm not, um, not a big collector outside of base sets. Yeah. Because I, you know what, let's just be honest. The money that goes into some of these cards for a piece of cardboard that people were willing to pay. We were just talking before we, before we launched uh, here tonight, today, we, uh, we were talking about that. And I'm not willing to pay that. You know, uh, <laughs> Nor am I. You know, so if, if it comes out of a pack, it will stay in my set. <laughs> of a pack the chances of me paying for it are slim and none slim and none yes exactly so i you know i'm a base card collector but then i sit there like i said i would look at the stuff that you had and i was i have very few autograph cards and one of the few that i'm that i'm most happy about and i think i actually i actually purchased it because i'm a huge bret hart fan i have a wcw bret hart card i actually i think i got a steal on that thing but yeah, you did well. All all those cards have exploded in value right now. They've all exploded in value. I want to say I like paid like 20, 30 bucks for that card. Yeah. <laughs> I barely paid anything for it. Somebody had it up there and I'll buy it now. And I was like, oh crap. And okay, I'll buy it. Boom, yeah. done. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm not one to do that, but I'm such a, a mark for Bret Hart that I bought it. But other than that, I have very few autograph cards. And um, it's just not my way. But I, I just remember that take in the '90s, that that late '90s was that massive takeoff, yeah, know, in wrestling trading cards. And ever since then, I've been you know, up until what 2016, I was heavily, heavily into collecting base sets. Up until that point, yeah, eBay was always a place to go. Once we discovered eBay, it was a place to go to find those things. I even used to use in the early days. I was using Yahoo auctions because I oftentimes would find things even cheaper on Yahoo auctions because no one's even really there, you know. And then. Uh, I got a lot of good stuff off of Yahoo auctions. Matter of fact, I think I got my first, um, I might've gotten my first uh, 82 Pro Wrestling All-Star set from, from Yahoo auctions. Wow. I think I picked up a whole set for like uh, around 20 bucks. Yeah, there was a time, there was a time, because that's how I got all those too. I, I don't think I paid more than 20 bucks a set on those. Yeah. Even off of eBay, it wasn't until, when, when, did, that, when did that explode? How long has that been going on, 10 years? Uh, you know, David Peck's going to be a great guy to talk to, and I got him uh, talking to him tomorrow, and um, uh, he'll have a great history of that stuff, and I'm looking forward to that. I, I really am, too, because I just remember those cards were, they were basic, cheap. They yep. were kind of a neat little retro set that came out, and, and they just kind of, they had a little niche, but it wasn't, when you talk to Dave tomorrow, I'm sure you'll explain it, but they just exploded. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine or can't believe the amount of money people pay for those cards now. It's amazing to me. It really is amazing to me. Uh, you know, when when we started getting heavily into these cards, uh, that's kind of where WCT came from, is just basically like trying to find information. Well, fuck it, I can't find information for myself. So, I, I mean, out there, I'm going to just provide information based on what I have actually in my hand. Here. So here's the cards. I have them. I know they exist. 
So it became like an archive of my own personal collection really to begin with. Uh, and then when you got involved like that, it just became like this, it blew up. It just became a, a place to go to have archive everything and have it. Before that, was, there were no visual images of it either. We didn't put any images at the beginning. It was just straight up checklists uh, with information. So we had at least documented what was we knew existed. Then trying to go to other sources, you'd come across certain message boards and forums like that. And that's when I thought, you know what? We probably should have a forum for ourselves like that. And that's where the WTC board kind of came from. And it's kind of exploded from there. But there's a lot of cool forums out there. I, I did some homework last night to talk about, uh, about today about forums. I mean, we've got some cool stuff. Let me see if I can share a couple with you at all. Uh, how the hell we do this again? Uh, I don't know. You're in control. I'm in control. Uh, let me do it. Choose a virtual. I can't remember how to do this now. Um, but we have, um, here we go. I have some cool ones here. Like we'll start with this one right here. Uh, Net454baseball.com. They have a pretty cool section here of just, uh, you know, boxing and wrestling cards. Um, so no one really gives it the same type of dedication that we do, obviously, because we're kind of niche. We're only wrestling cards. But it was places like this back in the early days that we'd go through and try to find um information on stuff and it wasn't there wasn't very much of it out there um yeah this was a good site i know that they have um what we got here there's cardboard connection oh yeah i remember them yeah, yeah there are very big sites like that a lot of posts there their stuff is broken down they do a primarily a lot of sports but they do have non-sports section and, and fall in the other sports category most of the time but it falls in there with tennis and, and nascar and things like that this has actually grown quite a bit since I've been on it last. Oh, it's uh, it's grown. I mean, I forgot about somebody to be honest with you, like that. Um, I think I have. have uh, let's see, I'm getting this here. was a source I was using at one point. I do remember this site. Yeah, we got uh, blowout cards. Yeah. I used to do blowout AEW right there. Yep. Um, and then what else we have in here? And we had uh, sports card forum. This is familiar to me too. These are all great resources for people, and and you you see a lot of people who use our site also use these ones. These ones are a little more popular right now because, you know, uh, I guess there's just more people using them. I don't know. I mean, our site hasn't been updated in forever and a half, so I imagine people just stopped kind of using that. But we saw the same four or five guys, you know, using our. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to keep in mind out of sight. You know, if you're out of touch. People, it's gonna be out of sight. You know, people aren't gonna use it. So until we get it updated again, um, I don't. I'm actually kind of surprised with the amount of posts you do have on there right now. For uh, WTC? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the member base that uh, you know others do because they do specialize in other things. We're well, not specialized, but they do carry more products than what we do. They do baseball and basketball and all that stuff. Right. And it's um, we're we're that niche. We're that wrestling thing. Yeah, when you're specialized in it, so you, you pretty much point, put yourself in a corner and you're only going to get that uh, select few. Yep. Remember remember when we started the board, I was like, I can't wait till we get to 100. To 100 people. 100 people, man. 500. We'd be stuck like at, at like 89 going, I was like stuck for like, what happened, man? We were going to, we're almost at 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, now it's, uh, I think there's 1,100 plus on there right now. Yeah, it kind of bruises the ego because you kind of think, I know there's more out there. Come on. Yeah. 
mean, there's enough people out there that just send us information. They got to come on and use our board. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, but you know, obviously a lot of people, we, we know there's a few people actually who were kind of, we were in contact a lot with on the boards that I think a couple of actually have passed away since then. Um, we had a guy that was on there all the time. Um, I got to ask you a question. Sure. And maybe you're going to get to it, but is there a set, is there, um, is there a set or a card that you personally had to have that you fought for it? You looked for it religiously. Did you ever have that? Um, desire? I know a lot of stuff came to you very easily. For me, it was a lot harder. So there's a few sets that I worked my butt off to find. I'm just curious what, what you were looking for. That you I mean, I got really hardcore into when Fleer took over. I got really hardcore into the card collecting and being a completist. You know, I, I really thought, oh, okay, I can handle five autographs in this release. And, you know, there's like, what, 15 swatch cards? It's like, sure, no problem. So that first FLIR set came out was pretty easy to come by. Making friends with somebody at FLIR kind of helped out. That really helped. Right. Um, I can't think of anything that was like, die hard that I went after like I had to go out and get like I was looking all over for it if I was looking for anything I'd probably be for you anyway <laughs> like I gotta go out and get it I, I mean I found I just happened to come across this particular promo card and I I know David's gonna want one probably so I gotta find one <laughs> um I can't think of anything from that time frame that was uh like a die hard I had to have I mean, I, I didn't collect a lot of autographs either. They, they kind of came into my being, uh, opening cases at the time, trying to, you know, and doing selling. And the selling part of it was just to pay for my own collection. Right. Um, I really wanted that Triple H Optimat graph. I knew I wanted that. So I never could find one for a reasonable price or anybody wanted to sell one. And then when Fleer went under, um, I called the lady I always talked to. I was there. It's like who worked the customer service. Not a matter of fact, I emailed her. And she emailed me back. I got a weird email from her and I didn't recognize the email because it wasn't from at Fleer.com. It was from her own personal email. And she says, Hey, I want to let you know, I've been let go from Fleer. Uh, you know, they're gone. We're gone. We're downside. I think they're going to be going out of business, but I grabbed some stuff for you to send you as a care package for, uh, as a thank you for always being one of those customers who didn't call the bitch at me all the time. <laughs> like, where's my stuff? So she sent me this little package. It was uh, ultimate diva collection and, and clash packs. It was all rubber band together. I go, you bloody savage, putting, putting rubber bands around these damn cards. <laughs> but what I didn't see at first was when I took the rubber band off, in between of it, she sent me a Triple H off the mat graph, a Hurricane Mask card, and a Farouk Knee Brace card, the three hardest cards that Flair ever put out for my stuff. She, went to, she basically rated their archives like that and uh, sent me those three cards. And then I pulled a couple of redemption cards out of those packs that I can't even use. <laughs> Wow. That's cool, though, that she did that for you. Yeah, so because I, I call all the time, because um, especially that Ultimate Diva collection, you'd pull all these redemption cards. And uh, I'd send them in, and um, I even had a, a redemption for, I think it was a Maven off the, off the Matt Graf that he never signed for. And that's when she sent me a, um, I think she sent me a Trish Stratus one instead, which I think is winning there. Yeah. But, um, uh, those redemption cards were ridiculous, man. But then you had the real completists out there. I, I would like, so are you going to send me back the redemption card too? So I can have that part of my collection. <laughs> well, yeah. So we're not technically, we're not supposed to, but we're going to hold, hold punch it. And we'll send it back to you. Yeah. I'd be one that would want it back. Yeah. So those were hard to come by too. The redemptions for those. 
But uh, I'd probably say the Triple H off the mat graph just for my own personal thought, just because it bothered me that I couldn't get it as easily as everything else was coming to me. Um, I think you you had started finding some independent stuff that bugged me that you got a copy of it and I couldn't get one. <laughs> and because well, because you got it off of eBay or something, like somebody had a one-off or something like that. I think that that weird untouchable set. Uh, crap, I can't remember what the hell. Uh, I'm going to go back and find it. It's called, I think it was called Untouchables. I don't remember what year that came out, like 90 check something. Check the master check. That's got to be in the late 90s or, or 2000s. Yeah, I'm looking at, um, I don't remember who the hell it was. Unbeatable, I'm sorry, the Unbeatables, the Mid-South Wrestling Cards, 93. Oh, yeah. You got a copy of those, and I could not find them for the life of me. You never got yep, that? that's it. Right. Which, by the way, I've recently seen that up on eBay, I thought I saw, and I think someone was asking like $100 for it. Really? Yeah. Hey, man. That's I, 90. 93. 93, yeah. I think your your big name in there is probably like a like maybe Rick Morton or something. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Morton, the Sheik. That's the that's no, that's not the original. That's someone. Nah. Nope, nope. I remember you getting a hold of that, and I thought that's kind of cool, and that seemed like to be like a local, you know, a regional set that someone right. put out. And I just, because you had tapped into a market in an area that I had never even fully went after. It's like that. You were such the researcher. You go out there and find everything. You just stumble across things. And all of a sudden, people are like emailing you. Oh, yeah, I'm the promoter for this particular organization. We did us some trading cards, blah, blah, blah. So I, I'll be happy to send you a set. <laughs> I'm like, well, now I don't have that set. I got to go find it. So those became my sets that I really wanted to go out and find. You know, for me, um, the WCW magazine cards. You had given me. The oh, that's a good example. You had given me the first three sheets, and then there were three more sheets. And um, I think I was pretty cocky about that too. Going, that's it, man. That's all there is. These three sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I knew there were more because the numbers didn't um, yeah. correspond correctly. And so I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked. And it took me a long time to figure out what the second magazine was. And then finally I figured it out and finally I got those last three sets. And uh, that was a big deal for me. That was huge. God, that was huge. I searched for that high and low. I would search every day, just repeatedly, just search eBay. I actually have a, a cause they were done in series one, series two, series three, through series six. I have a series one sheet sitting over here on the floor over here. <laughs> I, I, those were, those were just, um, I just, I only wanted them because I knew they had to exist. There was just that challenge. It wasn't that they were anything truly special. They no, they actually they're pretty, they're beautiful cards. They were nicely done on a nice gloss, uh, and they're really nice looking. Yeah, um, the other set, and I wish I had the money at the time, um, is that uh, that Lucha set from CML. CML oh yeah, um, from Tops. Yeah, and I've seen. I've seen pieces of it. I think somebody was selling a box at one point on eBay. 
I don't think I've ever seen a true full set for sale. No, I haven't either. I've seen I've seen uh, singles for sale. Is that the one with Jericho's uh, first gold yeah. card in there? Yeah. You know, he po he tweeted that not too long ago. That card that um, and no, he didn't tweet. Yeah, he tweeted it, but somebody else on Twitter. Uh, tweet, I think uh, the wrestling trading card uh, Twitter uh, page account. Uh -huh. um, he tweeted that it was like you know the elusive my holy grail I've been searching for, and he actually got one in hand, uh, a okay. Jericho card. Yeah, I have somebody had put there were singles on eBay, and I have I captured all the images except I never saw a Jericho come up. So one of the few cards I don't have an image for is Jericho. I think we can get that now if, uh, from that guy. I bet you'll be happy to share it. Yeah, because that's that's what I need is I need the Jericho. I'd have to go back and look, um, but I know for a fact I didn't get a Jericho. I know that for a fact I didn't get a Jericho. I never I, actively pursued those at all. I never just I, never did. Yeah, I, I did pursue them. I did look for them, and then when they finally came out, I just didn't have the money for them because I would have spent the money on those cards. That's that's one of the sets that I would have um, would have actually paid for because it was such a unique. Rare you, know, you know, it's serious when, when David Porter's willing to pay for some, a, a card set like that, you know, it's, it's serious. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I wanted that set. That's because the wacky set was same company the tops. Another one. Fuck. Yeah. It's um, like going down memory lane. It's fun. Uh, the, the, um, I'm going to go more. The, uh, NWA Wonderama test run set. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought that was a neat set. And I uh, had to have it. Had to I, ha I had a guy that uh, messaged me. Um, he's a he was a regular that. Yes. Was, I can't remember his name. And I think once in a blue moon he still you know I still have my old AOL account. Mm -hmm. And I once in a blue moon I go back and check it. I have like ninety thousand unread emails from there. And uh, I think I had to go there once because I had an account that was tied to that. Might have been WTC actually. I think WTC was tied to that account as a backup. <laughs> and um, I went there and I go. Oh, I remember this guy's name. And he offered me, apparently he bought out all that NWA run the Rama stuff. Yes, he did. Yes. I remember that guy and he had test runs. He had the full run. He had, even had the cells, the cells yeah. that were used. Oh, I didn't know he had the cells. I know he had a lot of uncut sheets, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. He that wanted was, to sell it all to me. Thinking about it, the price now is like cheap compared to what, <laughs> what is that, you know, is worth that now. Was, that was a set that I wanted really bad other you know the other thing that i was big on was the ice cream cards not that i owned them but i wanted to complete them Fucking hey jesus that's right and uh, we had a guy we had a guy that used to send us images yep all the time and we have everything up i think they stopped making them around 2002 or something yeah and somewhere somewhere in there and they had there was a WWE version of it and a WWF version in the same year. Yeah, same year, exactly. Changed the name over at that time. So we have almost, we're missing some of each. We're missing some WWE ones, some WWF ones. Um, but he would send them. God, I, I'd have to go into our emails and look. Um, the other set that I used to collect and was the Danbury set. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, that uh, the ice cream ones ran through 2008. Oh, is it two okay, so a lot later. They ran from 88 to 2008. They used to be good humor. Then they went yes. to, uh, 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 is it uh, Unilever? Yes. The reason I, but I, I remember, I think we have every image up till 08. It's just that 2000 year and 2002 where they did the, where they did the name split, where they changed the name. Yeah, we got, um, we got 08. Yes, we should have all of it. It's just 2002 that we're missing some because. Yeah, 2002, we're missing the WWF. We're missing quite a bit WWF. Yeah. 
and uh, missing two cards for WWE. There you go. I, I know that um, the Danbury Mint set, they had to switch over as well at the same time. So they actually went back through and re-released the original set with the WWE logo on it. That's so right. There was a version of it that came through that was all WWF stuff. That's right. They sure did. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a secret that I've never told anybody and I've never told you. The W okay. So the Danbury Mint cards, I do know that they went through and they re-released it all right. Yeah. You know how I got the images for the WWE version of it? How? I uh, manipulated it, all the original cards, and I took, I cut out the WWE sing, symbol of it, <laughs> and I cut and pasted on all of them so we have it. <laughs> so I cheated, is what yeah. I'm saying, but I have the images, and you can't even tell the difference. I never knew. No way you could tell the difference. I, they were, let's just say I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes but they, they look, they, that's the exact same image though, right? It's the same thing with that card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the same card. It's just, I just, just in the corner, in the right-hand corner, they had WWF or WWE. And I wasn't going to go through and reorder the whole set. I was one of the original collectors of that set. I got it from when it first came out. So I got every card from the beginning to the end. I paid, you got two cards or four cards a month, and it was like $24 or something like that a month. It's expensive. It was expensive, and I. We're charging that. nine dollars a card, so it'd be twenty bucks for uh, you know two cards. Yeah, it was expensive, and I and you paid for shipping, and I also have the. Um, it was a mankind special edition or something. There's a mankind special one too, with, um, yeah, like a twenty-four karat gold card, something like that. Yeah, so I have yeah that's that, but I had to because I knew they did it. I cheated a little bit because I was like, crap, I'm not going to go back through and reorder all these again. So I cheated a little bit. And That's expensive. Oh, yeah. It was a very expensive set. And I still have the, the Danbury Mint collection went from 2002 to 2005. Yeah. So, there, you know, I mean, I'm trying to, I got to go through here and look at some of this stuff so I can I tell you some of the stuff that I was really. Oh, I can never at. look at these cards the same way now. <laughs> Looking at them, I'm like, oh. I'll tell you one thing for a guy who didn't know a whole, a whole lot about Photoshop. You did a hell of a job. <laughs> Very pretty. Yeah, I cheated a little bit there, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's not like, okay. Not well, we know they exist. It's not like they don't exist. Yeah, and I wasn't, it's not like I tried to, um, I wasn't, it's not like I tried to create a WCW Tops card and I said, this is the Ultimate Warrior one that never came out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't creating a, a, a bogus product. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. I just, I just, like I said, I cheated a little bit just because I knew the cards existed. Uh, it was either find them or just move over the image, and that's all I did. And I, right or wrong, it sued me for it, I guess, but um, it was a way to get the images up there, and I knew that they have them. You can't tell the difference. I wasn't trying to cheat. I'm not selling them. I wasn't yeah. misinformation. It was none of that. So. Yeah. It's for informational purposes. I wasn't there to actually make any money. That's the whole thing about WGC anyway. It's never been about monetary stuff. Right. Now, I love, again, you know, we we're talking, um, I really enjoyed going after a lot of these indie sets. I, I, that's one of the things when I do get back into this, when we start working on this again, I'm going to be excited. There's a lot more now than there ever was. Yeah, there's a PWX set. Um, oh, I always enjoy going after those Guerrero's Del Ring magazine cards. 
Yeah, I had a nice little bit of a hookup with that because, you know, being in Southern California, we had guys that would visit Mexico quite often and come back and they bring stacks of magazines. Remember we went to Charlotte in 07 and I brought back the uh, Carolina Independent Wrestling Training Card Series. That's right. I brought that back. I have um, something around here. I have, a, I have a demo, something around here. Give me one second. Keep going now. Well, I'm just looking at cards in here. Um, there's PWX, there's uh, EWA, those Lyman cards out of, I think it's Germany. Brand X, CWA trading cards. Uh, Ring of Honor had those cards out of um, their DVD packs. Oh, those are uh, fun. Yeah. Remember Brimstone, he has trading cards. Oh yeah, Brimstone. Uh, yeah. Got his cards. EWA. We had Florida Championship Wrestling. We had a good connection with Missouri Wrestling Revival. He used to send me his cards once a month. Every time. Oh, yeah, them. I remember that, too. Yeah. So, SoCal Pro Wrestling, they had two sets. Oh, we have, uh, remember we got these when we were back in, in uh, Charlotte? We got one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It never got released. No, they didn't. To my knowledge, it never got released. Yeah, he was working hard. He was, it was all supposed to be autographed. Yeah, because uh, he wanted to work out a deal with us to have our logo put in the back as being a sponsor for that. Right. Never got around to the financials, but I'm sure it was something that we couldn't afford anyway. So. Well, I, I you know, I, I talked to him, and it was always, oh, we're working on it, we're working on it, and then things slowed down. Then I think there was an issue between the partnership between uh, the two guys that were trying to put it together, and it just kind of apart so if those ever got released or whatever he had they were probably released around the Carolinas somewhere um but more than likely they're probably sitting in a drawer somewhere um i've been sitting this for our, you know for a long long time i mean uh yeah cool card i liked it and they were numbered you know in the back cool you know um i think they're up on the site i don't remember but um Greg Price actually had released two cards. There were two he had cards. a Gordon. Didn't he have a Gordon? Uh, Gordon Sully one at one time. Yeah, I think he had a Gordon, and then he also had a, a Jim Ross and a Jim Cornette card. I think he had this one. Yes. Yes. And there's two versions of this card, by the way. Yes. Two different colors. Two different colors. You're right. But they also had a. He also, the last year they did the Fan Fest, he also had a Jim Cornette and a Jim Ross. Oh, I didn't see those. Yeah, I have those images. I don't know if they're up on the site. I, I don't think they are. I have the images, though. And if you go to his site, you can see them up there. I just don't know if you can buy them anymore. I mean, he stopped promoting a long time ago. Um, yeah. They did a set. The um, Martin D'Amato did a set. Um, well, actually, he didn't do the set. He had a buddy of his who did a set, but it was released at the last Fan Fest in Charlotte last, last year. It was The Gathering, wasn't it? The Gathering, yeah. Yeah. I have that set. I haven't scanned it yet, but I do have it. Um, that's a nice little, I don't remember, it's 30 cards or something like that, maybe a little bit more. And uh, that's a nice little set. So, but like you were saying, there's so many of these indie sets out there. I, I happened to jump on the board um, the other day and I saw somebody announce a new indie set and kind of had some images up there. And, and I think that's really great that the guys are putting it out there. Um, by the way, I kind of talked you know, we talked to us a little earlier. I got some messages from some guys. Um, I think it was Nick. Um, yeah, I got from Nick too. 
saying that they're willing to help. And I really appreciate that a lot. Um, Big time. Yeah. I, I think I got to reach out to Chuckster as well. Um, Cause someone on Twitter suggests, I think, um, I think David Peck suggested uh, Chuckster as well. Uh, yeah, he, I, no, he didn't actually. Somebody did. Somebody sent, um, we should talk to, oh, you know who did was uh, the guy who commented on our last video, Paul Anun. Oh, Paul. Yeah, Paul did. Yeah. Yeah, working yeah, on I'm getting not, Paul on one of these. I want to talk about his price guide and stuff like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, some of these guys that you're going to get on and interview with and have these conversations with because I, their knowledge is uh, so valuable and these guys have been collecting for so long and they have a passion for it. And um, those are the kind of guys that have kept WTC going. Those are the guys that yep. uh, were part of the motivation to keep the site going and working hard because they were so into it and they really appreciated what we were doing. So I'd love to see those guys on and see what they have to say. It's nice to see people still kind of, uh, you, you make a little blurb about like, hey, check out this new little YouTube channel like that. And all of a sudden everybody's like, what? WTC, what? Oh man, I mean, it's like, it's just, um, it's a good feeling to know that you provided some information for a community out there who, uh, you know, one time people were like, you collect wrestling cards? What are you, a fucking nerd? What's going on, man? I mean, what do you, you play D&D too? What's going on? Um, it's just, uh, and now it's, it's kind of a serious thing. People are actually, they're investing in it. It's uh, wrestling cards are now almost like a stock, you know, and you got to, no one to buy, no one to sell. It's like regular sports. Yeah, well, I think originally cards, um, wrestling cards weren't, weren't considered truly valuable. They were kind of um, like, I don't know, collecting toys, cartoons, you know, nobody really took it serious. But then when you start, um, when they started rele releasing autograph cards, I think that was really kind of the beginning of it. People saw the value in those cards and then you started having squash cards and you're having pieces of the Which, brain. by the way, I, at wrestling, I, I would, wrestling is, it walks that fine line, you know, sports entertainment. So the right. sports cards are, are they, uh, entertainment cards. So non-sports or sports, non-sports or sports. I've always put wrestling in the non-sport category more than I would put in the sport category. Nothing to take away from the athleticism that, you know, the talent does. I'm talking from a collectability standpoint and how you view it. Um, with that being said, the very first swatch card in the, in the non-sport world was the 99 WCW embossed Hogan swatch card. They didn't have any other swatches from Buffy or Star Wars, none of that stuff. You know, it's amazing how one card can ignite uh, a genre, uh, a collecting world, because it did. That one card set off a chain reaction in all sports, in, in non-sports and sports. Well, sports already had swatch cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, sports already had a piece of the, uh, the, uh, the home play, a piece of the, uh, the, you know, the mat, piece of their jersey. They had all that stuff before. But at least, but at least in non-sport, it took off. It was a non-sport thing that had been done before, like, you know, but who wants, like, what can we get from, like, you know, the the charm TV show. Well, we'll get something from the companies like that. That's some actress war and we'll cut it up. <laughs> and that's what they did. Know. For me to, to release a Hogan one set a tone right then and there, because everybody, I don't care who you are. You, if you're into wrestling, you know who Hulk Hogan is. Even if you're not into wrestling, he's a household name. Yeah. He's just huge. He's like the rock now. I mean, yeah. you don't have to know wrestling to know who uh, the rock is. No, you don't. You don't. Very you few don't. actually transcended into, you know, uh, household names, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hogan was on everything, everything. I mean, when Hulkamania took, oh, first off, he was in Rocky three, And then when Vince brought him in in 85, that just ballooned into what we have today. But 
I, um, I think that was a great choice on their part to, to do that with Hogan. Um, there are a few wrestlers that you, a few wrestlers that could have done that at that time to, to help it explode. Mm-hmm. Hogan's one of them, Andre, maybe Savage at that particular time. Yeah. You know, and that, those, that was the right name definitely to go with. So. Now, when it comes to the collecting side of it though, the part that I miss from collecting is the thrill of the chase. Oh, of course. That's what I, that's what I miss. I miss opening packs. I miss, uh, you know, finding the car, like, like you're frustrated. That's what I want to talk about here real quick is like the frustration of trying to find something and you're pissed off because you can't find it. <laughs> and then you finally find it and you're like, I have it, man. But then all of a sudden that it's like a drug, man. That, it, only, it only lasts for a little bit. You kind of put it away, you put it in a sleeve. You put it in a little binder, you put it aside, it sits in storage, hope it doesn't get too much dust over the years. And you're, and you're off looking for something else to kind of right. feel that, that adrenaline. Is that what it is for you? Oh, absolutely. And you know what used to be the frustrating part? Um, eBay. Because they get on eBay and you find that card. And then you wouldn't win it. It's the only one, I'll never see it again. Damn yep. it, you're such a storm. And- Next thing you know, they you, say it's not there again. You'd have assholes like me who learn how to write a little program back before there was, you know, uh, East Night. Uh, and you have a guy like me who learned how to go, because back in the day, you know, uh, eBay's API was wide open. So it was, anybody can pretty much have access to it for the most part. So you can literally write a quick little program that will go in the last two seconds, seconds of an auction and place a bit and snipe it. Of course, and they lock down their API and stuff like that. And then, uh, you had to have, you know, licensing rights or whatever, or deals with, uh, with eBay. So you had companies like eSnipe and stuff like that. And yeah, I joined them too. And then uh, I got a lot of stuff. I kept there and like sniped the last second. You know? I know you, you don't want to tell me about eSnipe and I still, have oh, I know. and I still use it. I tried to use it a while back or something, but I didn't win it, but it, the idea of having it was great. Sure. I, because now you're, you're like, here's what I'm willing to pay for it. Top, including sh- uh, shipping. This is what I'm willing to pay for this item. Okay. And let your let your ego get out of the way and just go like, yep. here it is. If I win, great. If not, well, eBay taught you too that um, if you don't win it today, there's a good chance it'll be on there tomorrow. There was always another one. It's rare. I mean, there's certain cards. Obviously, there's certain cards you're not going to see again. But you had a pretty good chance of seeing it again. It all came down to what you're willing to pay. Um, I just remember I. I not a trading card, but I was after um, British Bulldogs WWE Coliseum video release, and I remember I wanted that damn thing so bad, and I, I lost it at the last minute, and I remember I was cussing up a storm. My mom, <laughs> she was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I can't get it. You're like, kid. you're trying to find out, trying to, you know, email the seller, or ask the seller, can you tell me who you sold it to so I can get a copy from that person? Right, but, it, you know, it's funny, the next day it was on there again, I was like, and the world is correct. The world is right. <laughs> I can live. I know I, I have a chance to do I waste all that negative energy over something that is just back right. tomorrow. So stupid, you know, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, I know exactly. I know exactly. What I, I love the chase. I love the chase. I Cause you're not, you were not a pack opener. Not, not too often. No, I, I was, um, well, you're the problem. Let's, let's just be honest. I didn't have to. I didn't have to open packs because I could get the whole set from you. Yeah, well, that's true. Because I was buying cases. 
you were buying cases. You always had a set. And I'd say, hey, set aside for you. You always had a set aside for me. So it was easy. I still got some in the closet over here, as a matter of fact, for you. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. But, um, that, but that's just it. I mean, I, I didn't have to open packs. I didn't have to go buy boxes because my best friend had my set for me. It's like, I, I got your back. Don't worry about it. And I never, you know what? The new set would come out. I was like, yeah, I'll get it. And I'll get it. <laughs> no problem. So, I know where to get it. Yeah. Hey, you, you didn't happen to buy that, did you? <laughs> yeah, right. but, the, but where the chase came in for me was the indie cards, uh, WCW magazine cards, uh, uh, you know, completing stuff that I didn't have the one, you know, magazine cards. I'd have to go buy the magazines and stuff like that. So that's where the chase came in for me. And it was always rewarding. But like you said, the moment you got it, you felt great. Then you were on to the next thing. So you yeah, because the, the high would go away and then you'd have to turn around and like, yeah. okay, what am I going to replace that with? Oh, there's yeah. other one I can go after now. And Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just always opening packs. The, the thrill of not knowing what was inside those packs like that, you pull something out, you're like, <gasps> you know. My, uh, we still have our, our buddy, I think Colin still works over at Tops. Oh, okay. As far as I know. Um, it's been a while, but for a couple of years there, they would send me one box of all the release of other stuff. And I, um, he sent me second year um, Undisputed, which at the time was their high-end, you know, their high-end product. So it had like, I don't know how many packs and every pack had an autograph and swatch, whatever it's like that. And so I opened it up like I'm like, you know, and I pulled a taker, you know, number to 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no desire to keep you, but I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> it was just so fun to, you know, just to pull that stuff. And I, I scanned it and I have an image for it for someday. And um, that's, that's, that was the fun I had. I never had a lot of success in packs. I, I would buy stuff, you know, and, Rarely did I pull out an autograph or anything. So I'd be like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, I, it's just frustrating. So why spend the I see some guys on the WTC board, uh, maybe Chuckster or, or Nick or somebody on there was uh, talking about, they buy a lot of retail packs, like whether blister packs or it's like that, which traditionally didn't have a whole lot of good hits. I mean, right. WCW had where you can only get, I think the Bobby Heenan one was only available in retail packs and stuff like that. Um, but there wasn't really a whole lot of good hits in retail product. And uh, now they seem to be like, hey, I pulled this one of one out of this pack I bought at Walmart. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Maybe we should go back to Walmart and start buying some packs. Right. Yeah, so I never just, got, uh, got thrill. I, uh, I do miss it. I, I kind of uh, want to get back into maybe every once in a while, maybe buy a pack or two. Trust me, to this day, anytime I go to Walmart or Target, if I got to go, you know, the wife sends me off to go get something that targets like that. I just kind of walk by the old uh, trading card section going, eh, nothing really. I got to stay away from here. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly how you feel. All right, man. It looks like you might have to be going. No, I'm good. Are you good? Oh, let's see. Who's, uh, oh, my wonderful Ann is texting me to try and stay cool. You guys need to have a cool drink, she says. <laughs> Love my aunt. Um, Matter of fact, she was with me a couple times. My aunt was with me a couple of times when I bought some wrestling cards. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we should, uh, we'd go to um, some flea markets, and you find someone there who had uh, just random box of, you know, cards and craps like that. You'd find, like, you know, there's that, there's that Hogan picture. <laughs> you know, so I better pick that up because yeah. I never know what might come in it. The gum might still be good. 
I think we did that once when I was at Julio's booth at Frankenson. Uh, somebody opened up. It wasn't wrestling. It was like uh, GPK Garbage Pail Kids. Right. Someone opened up an original pack of Garbage Pail Kids like that and chewed, chewed the gum. Ooh. Oh, first off, it was nasty as hell, I can tell, because it just started, and it all just dissolved. It went away. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. I, I kind of, I don't really miss that place, to be honest with you. First time you came to Frank's a few times for some stuff. Yeah, the first time I went there was probably the best time because I found a bunch of crap that I wanted. I was all excited, blah, blah, blah. And then you go back and every time it was a letdown because they had less and less of what you wanted. Yeah. You know, I would mainly just go to hang out with you or, or go to the wrestling because um, Bart always had me hooked up with going to the shows and stuff. And I remember I remember going to some fun shows. They had as a Revolution Pro he had there. And, um, I think you took my daughter a couple of those shows, I think. I took, I, yeah, I went with Deborah a couple of times and um, I had fun. Those are fun shows. Um, I think the best match I ever saw was, or the most fun I ever had was Baby Slim, Big Baby Slim versus um, Super Dragon. I was trying to think. Super Dragon? Oh, it was a great match. They beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> I had a lot of fun at those shows. And That's when I was still working with Julio, I think. Yes, you were. Before I opened up my own booth. Yeah. And I remember I'd come down there and bring my laptop and I'd just sit there in your booth. And yep. They're all day with you. We'd just shoot the shit all shoot day. Shoot the shit all day. So, I think that's even back when uh, I started doing stuff with RVD. And um, someone would watch my booth for me so I can run over to the <laughs> store because like either Bret Hart was signing, I think Chris Benoit signed. Uh, it was like WrestleMania week or something like that when WrestleMania 21 was there, I think. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Well, then someone watched the booth and you and I went. Mm -hmm. It was when uh, I think Kane was there. And we're like, we're like, fuck Kane. There's, uh, there's Tony Gurria. <laughs> and he's like, what do you guys want to talk to me for? We don't have your autograph. Man. We don't have your autograph, man. Yeah, it's funny, you know, little side, you know, when it comes to collecting autographs, Hogan's and Kane's, those are usually pretty easy to come by, but yeah, Tony Gurria's usually seem to slip by you, and so, you know, you want to get those when you can, and, you know, they had a hell, he had a hell of a career. People don't yeah. realize multi-time tag team champion, and so, yeah, grab that stuff. It's like that. Uh, I was, who was the one? Oh, like, I was so jonesing to get his autograph for so many years like that, and you and I went to James Legend of the Ring show that one year, and uh, what's his nuts? Skinner. Oh, Steve Kern. Yeah, I was Steve Kern. Yeah, because you had gotten him before, and I go, God, I really want to get him. Like, I really, because you talked up, you talked him up nicely. Yeah, and, uh, we got there. I was like, I said, yeah, there's Eric Bischoff over here, and there's such and such over here. We're gonna go see Sting a little bit later, and who cares? I came here for you. <laughs> He's like me. I go for you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I made a post the other day because uh, it's been five years since Piper's been gone. Yeah. Piper's been gone, and you were the one. I'd never met Piper, and you were the one that said you got to meet him. He's so nice; it just makes you feel like you're the only one in the room. And I remember walking up to him, and that's exactly how he felt. Yep, it made you feel, and he was amazing. And I, I met that was the first time I met Piper, but I met him a couple more times. He was exactly the same way every time. Every time, it made you feel like you were the only fan in the room. You were the most important person there. He was just all those years of meeting him and talking to him. I had never gotten a picture with him until he was at the Hollywood show in California. And I said, I got to do this. I mean, I've been, I run into him so many times at the time, different shows. So um, I couldn't leave my table. So I was working with John Schneider from Dukes of Hazard. 
And so I said, John, can you come over here and take my picture with, with Piper? He said, yeah, absolutely. Because they, they actually worked out together. Oh. They had worked out together when he was filming They Live. And uh, John was doing something, and they happened to be in the same city, and they ended up working out in the gym together. So they had some history together. So they came over reminisce, and they took my picture with Piper. And the last time I saw Piper was with uh, when I was with Jericho. And we were in, uh, in the Boston area, like Framingham or something like that, for a Super Mega Fest. And Piper was there doing photo ops, and Jericho was traditionally late and uh, showed up. And uh, instead of going to the long last line of people waiting for him, went over to go talk to Piper. <laughs> so I have a picture of them together uh, in the photo booth, uh, you know, talking and hugging each other and stuff like that. And that was the last time those two saw each other. Well, I just, you know, it amazes me that he's been gone for five years. Five years. Yeah. My buddy, um, uh, Dennis. Uh, at the wrestling guy store who you know he doesn't he works helps out over there uh when he passed away that next day channel two wanted to come into the wrestling guy store and do interviews and so dennis and i were both on channel two news and uh he posted up on instagram yesterday or day before whatever it was and uh posting there's a shot of you know us on channel two news in the, the news segment oh, wow. reminiscing about piper yeah i i this just happened to come across my facebook um, feed and I just I was like shoot this guy's been gone that long five it years doesn't, doesn't seem like it's been that long you know yeah I mean I ran last time I ran into any of the Pipers was uh after China passed away uh ran into uh his kids at the memorial service over in Redondo Beach yeah. I got invited to go there because I had worked with China a few times and you know we would text each other and, and send little funny uh voicemails or videos to each other it's like that duh, kind of stuff like that you know and um so Anthony, her manager, uh, had invited me to the memorial service. And I, I said, can I bring a friend? He goes, well, I already have your seat. I said, where am I sitting? I said, you're, you're sitting with the family. <laughs> I go, what? Yeah. And I said, well, I got, I'm bringing a friend. So like that. He goes, okay, well, I'll just switch out. Not a big deal. So I brought my friend Dennis with me and we were in the back uh, area before the whole production started. It's like that. And, you know, in comes walking RVD and uh, Waltman walks back there. And then here comes, uh, you know, Piper's kids. They were there too. And uh, just the nicest people. Just, they were everybody was nice. Yeah. It was um, just a fun, fun time like that. But uh, it's just amazing to think about these people that, that we interacted with, and they're now they're they're gone. <laughs> oh, I know. You see some great some great uh, segments like some of these uh, Twitter pages or even Facebook. You know, reminiscing, throwing some cool vintage stuff out there. And you go, Jesus Christ! Everybody in that ring is dead. Yep. Everybody, and they're like none of them are like they're all names. They're not like just Jokes, they're all names. They're all dead. Yeah, and every time, every time one of them passes away, I feel like a piece of my childhood is is gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. My my first memories of Piper actually aren't his feud with Hogan, but um, WrestleMania three, um, dealing with Adrian Adonis, and um, and then coming back at five. So those are my memories of Piper, and he was always a, for the most part, Piper was a uh, a face most of my time with him that I remember him I don't really I've seen all the stuff the heel work you know the early Hogan stuff but um but my true memories of him were were as a face and I always enjoyed that Savage died on my birthday and he was um he was like my first wrestler that I was just a huge fan of yeah and uh, I remember meeting him and Gorgeous George at the MGM Grand they came walking in about three o'clock in the morning and I was like Holy crap. Yeah. I never saw that coming. He wasn't supposed to be on the card or anything. She went to take a photo, but he was. And I was so grateful for that. And I got an autograph from him. Um, but yeah, you have all these guys that just slowly one by one. And I, I just think, you know, 
such a huge fan of, of you know, of uh, Demolition and, and Bret Hart and all these guys. And just, they're all getting older and they're all going to start going at, you know, Bret yeah. through so much. Cancer survivor now, he's stroke survivor, all this stuff, you know. Yep. Blair looks like he's on the verge of death all the time. You know, and you're just, I, and I'm trying to, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that, but these guys, you know, they're getting older and um, every time one goes, it's just a piece of me goes with them because I, I was so vested in wrestling for so long that they were truly a part of my life. I mean, Saturday morning, I, I remember Saturday mornings, get up, watch superstars. And then, you know, Saturday night was, uh, was WCW Saturday night or NWA, you know, and then. I also, I lived in Texas at the time. So later that night was either a Saturday night's main event or it was USWA or world class um, was on for two hours at night. So I was watching probably eight hours of wrestling. (laughs) Right. But I mean, it was such a part of who I was and a part of my life. So, and that transcended to the, to to collecting too, you know, it was such a big deal because I'm watching them on TV. Now I want to own a piece of them. So, you know, it was, whether it was videotapes or, or trading cards, you know, um, it, it, it all transcends. So every time I, you know, and I open up these old, uh, or I see images of these guys and I just think, man, and I hear stories like that was, that event took place 30 years ago. I'm like, holy crap, I'm that yep. old. You know, I'm like, that makes you old too, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And I, but I see, it's funny. You did something, you did something, um, for one of your shows and you were putting, I think it was, was it, was it, it was Duggan. And I, look, it was for Hacksaw. Right. When I, when I think of these guys, I think of them in their prime. I think of them young, vibrant, you know, whatever their look was. That's how I think of them. When I see photos of them today, that's not who I remember. Yeah. I, I don't mind going and getting a photo with them and going, you know, okay, this is how they look today. But what draws me to the event is when I see photos of them in their prime and their, their best gimmick or whatever. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just, obviously that's just my opinion, but that's how I remember them. So, because you could put up a photo of, I don't know, some of these guys don't even look anything close to what they look. You look at just just Flair. He looks like a shell of what he used to look like. He used to have the long, flowing hair, the NWA belt. To me, if I was going to go to an event, that's what I want to see. Or Hogan with the old WWF belt. I just want to see them in their prime. That's what draws me. That's what I remember as a kid. And that's what draws me to them. And you get there, you're like, yeah, you're older. You can live with that. But getting into the door... That's what I can see. Yeah. And when I open up, when I open up my trading cards, that's what I remember. Those are glory days to me. You know, I was yeah. going to W and I click on there's, you know, there's Hogan doing the leg drop or there's Savage coming off the top of the elbow or Bret Hart, you know, doing the clothesline for the Hart Foundation or whatever it is. That's how I remember them. And to me, that's, I, that's how I look, you know, I look at my cards that way. I just, it's a glory day of professional wrestling. And that's what I love. And WTC, you know, that represents that for me. It represents mm-hmm. that childhood memory. And that's, that's, it's captured right there. Every set you go into is you capture that moment with them. And so that's how, that's how I choose to remember. And that's what makes me want to collect too. I have to say, cause I still want a piece of that old school or that whatever it is today, even I just want to, I just want a piece of that moment. And that's, I think that's what collecting is about. I think that's why you have them on trading cards because it keeps jogging that memory you're like oh yeah i remember that match i remember that moment and uh now i can own a little bit of it so just as long as we're not standing in line waiting for autographs and going and talking that kind of talk with other people <laughs> right i can't do that oh, 
I, I know. I, I remember. Oh. I told a story so many times about some of these fans that we've run into over the years like that. I told a story of uh, the whole Stone Cold meeting with that guy in Vegas. I, I, I do feel bad about that. I did apologize the next year. I don't know. You know, the guy who wanted to go and give him a, you know, remember that where the guy wanted to give him a gift? Yeah. I, I, I just, wanna... I, I had it. I had it at that point. Yeah. Well, you're sitting in line with somebody that, I'm going to sound horrible, but they smell. That's convention life though, buddy. That's convention life no matter what. Just don't brush your teeth. And, and, uh, They've worn the same clothing the whole weekend. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, that's convention life. That's typical though. That's just typical. You know what you're getting into. I also like to tell a story all the time when we were at Greg Price's show and we ran into Charles Robinson. And we're like about halfway through our conversation with him. And he goes, guys, guys, it's just really nice to talk to some normal people for a change. <laughs> we're like, thanks. Right. <laughs> I think yeah. we're just shooting the shit about anything but wrestling with him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it was fun. All right, man. Well, that was today's little thing was to talk about uh, collecting for you and I and how we got involved and. You know, that's where it just kind of merged into WTC. It really did. You know, our collection turned to WTC. To me, I know you still keep your stuff, and I do have quite a bit of my things still. I, I, I will part with them at one point, one day, only because I don't have any purpose for them anymore now. The thrill first is gone, so I mean, they sit in the storage and dust. I'm not an archivist that way for physical stuff. Um, and WTC is my collection, so... And you know, anything that, you know, if I, it's something, uh, images of a set that you've gotten and collected over the years that I don't have. I was like, well, I kind of living through vicariously through David now because I have his collection on, online. Funny, you know, Lindsay asked me the other day, she was like, what do you want me to do with my stuff or your stuff when you, when you pass away? And, uh, I well, you know what happens like, to my stuff I pass away before you do? Yeah, no, it's coming to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've already had that discussion. I, I, had told Lindsay, I had told Lindsay, I was like, you can go ahead and sell it. I go, I can't take it with me. Yeah. What am I going to do with it? So go ahead, throw it up on eBay, sell it, let somebody else enjoy it. Um, you know, that's what I would, that's what I would want to see done with it. I mean, start a new generation of collectors for all I, you know, that's what it's meant for. So and especially my eight by tens. If you know a guy named David, I'm your hookup. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. Somebody hit me up the other day and they were looking for an autograph photo of the ultimate warrior signed to David and he wants to buy it. And I was like, no, no, but I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to part with it yet, but still I was like, okay, so there's some value to autograph signed to David out there. You have a source now. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Yeah. He was, he was adamant. He offered me some money for it. And I was like, no, sorry. Somebody gave me shit for that on a board a long time ago about getting things signed because I don't, I don't get mass product signed. When I do these conventions, I don't go out and get a uh, you know, stack of stuff. I know some guys will pay for a talent's time and then whatever's left over, sign it all so I can sell in the secondary market. I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. Stuff I do have, I typically give it away as prizes for card games and stuff like that. So uh, I remember somebody tried to accuse me once, might have been on our own board, I think, for WTC about like I was taking stuff and selling it, you know, getting all the stuff and selling it. You know, yeah, from all these collections I have, I mean, my personal stuff, yes, I am your official guy to get sell a few things. If your name is Tony, I am your hookup. <laughs> because if it's made to Tony, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> it's not I, how it is. I go through, uh, some of the stuff I have, I kind of regret getting it personalized, but at the same time, I don't because. Yeah, I don't care. 
I mean, I, I really didn't. It was, it was fun at the moment. I enjoy it. Um, I've never gotten anything and said, I'm going to sell this. Not one autograph I've ever gone for. The goal was to sell it. Not one trading card set I've ever gotten. I said, I'm going to sell this. I have in a box behind me over here. I have that wonderful stone cold uh, ring mat that you got signed for me. Oh yeah. At uh, Mark and Brian. Yeah. That's a great celebrity golf tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of jealous of that card too, because it's a really neat looking card. So if you ever want to, you know, send that to uh, 60. Be right back. Card. <laughs> right. Okay. There it is. Oh, I found it. Looky, looky what we have here. I mean, this beauty right there. Yes. <laughs> that is it. Well, I haven't seen that in years. Yep, that's the one you got for me because you and your mom, I think, went to that celebrity golf tournament thing. Yeah, you, okay, I'm going to make myself look really bad. I remember going to that and people, he was in a golf cart and people were coming to the side of him and he was trying to sign as much as he could. And I was like, what? And I looked to the front of it. Nobody's in the front of it. So I walked around to the front. I was like, can I win this? Can I have another one? Can I have another one? <laughs> Now, was this before or after you and I went to Vegas with Mikey and um, I went to go to help out with Raven? That was years before. Or years before, okay. Because then I remember we went to Vegas for the Cauliflower Alley Club and we're getting ready to leave. And uh, I said, well, let me go say goodbye to Raven. And they were inside the TGI Fridays there. And I went and Raven was sitting there having a beer with, uh, with Steve. And I said, well, I'm going to go just say goodbye to Raven and take off. And we hadn't run around and saw Hogan, I mean, um, uh, Steve that whole weekend, I don't think. I don't think we got near him. We were only there for the day. I got, uh, no, I got you your autograph or your photo with Steve coming out of the elevator. But not that same weekend though, not with Mikey. Maybe not with Mikey. I just know, I just know one of the cauliflower events he Correct. had, came out of the elevator and I, yep. I had already gotten him and you were, remember the, okay, remember how we met him originally? I think was that, um, that sports event at at, uh, at the pond. Yes. Where you had to the table, and you were so mad about that auto. You were so mad about that. No, that wasn't that. But that wasn't Stone Cold. He didn't show up for that. I thought he was there for that. It was it was Hogan and Mr. T. Hogan and Mr. T. Yes, and we were you you and your sister were the first two people in line after they got up and spoke. It was called Night of Champions. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to sit back. If you guys want to hold my place, I want to sit back and see John Wooden speak because John Wooden was next. Right. So when I saw him speak, I came back out. Hogan still wasn't out there doing his thing yet. It's like that. And then you go right up there, go right behind there, get your picture taken, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, stop. We're not doing that anymore. And I had to lean on that. I go, fuck this, man. I can't have to do this. I want to go around back there. <laughs> that pissed me off so man. You were calling like a little child, man. It was so funny. Ah, I was so pissed off. Man. He wasn't out there, right? I no, he was, he was supposed to. It was supposed to be him. At Goldberg showed up for that. Right. Supposed to be Steve. Goldberg, they made those special cards yeah, to yeah. announce them. It was for an AM station that was uh, promoting it. It's like that. It was called the Night of Champions. They had Magic Johnson and Jerry Rice and yeah. Joe Montana and John Wooden, some all different sports were there to talk, you know, motivational speaking. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember uh, Hogan's daughter, Brooke, did the national anthem. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, that Stone Cold one. So we went to go say goodbye to Raven, and you guys sit, sit out. And I went in there. And I went to say, hey, uh, uh, Raven, uh, Scott, taking off like that. And he goes, no, no, no. Because I had Raven like, no, no. Hey, Steve, this is my friend Tony. It's like that. He's been wanting to talk to you all day. It's like that. He goes, oh, 
any friend of Scott's, a friend of mine, and like, well, sit down, have you? I'm looking at you guys and go. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> so he signed, he signed my encyclopedia, it's like at the time, which by the way, that is a heartbreaker for me. That encyclopedia got ruined and thrown away. It did? All those signatures I had in there, Judy Martin, uh, Stone Cold, everybody who was in there, it's all gone. What happened to it? It yeah, was at a house in uh, Rialto, California, and I had it on the floor in the closet, carpeted, not realizing there was a water leak in there. Oh. And the book, it was full, and all the pages tore apart. Oh. Oh. All of it. Was, I threw it literally in the trash, and I cried. <laughs> that would be a heartbreaker. It was signatures you'll never get. Oh. No. Wow. It was bad. Remember, I took that with me to, to Charlotte. I took it with me everywhere. I knew a bunch of guys that were, were working really hard on getting that signed. Oh, I've seen a lot of those guys working with the talent I've worked with over the years. I see guys like, you know, they come in to pay for one autograph. And I'm like, like, I don't give a fuck. I, especially with Kevin. You know, Kevin's in that book like three, four times like that. And I say, hey, I said, mark, mark the pages ahead of time. I'll have them sign all the pages for one price. <laughs> yeah, that's cool of you to do that. So uh, they come in. I was like, oh, can you do this? Like, yeah, no, whatever. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah, you got Nash, you got Diesel, you got Vinny Vegas, whatever. Oz. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly whatever, whatever he's in the encyclopedia as yeah, an really NWO, cool. Nash, Diesel. That's whatever. really cool that you do that for people. Yeah, because I just, I know what a pain in the ass is. Like, I'm not going to pay 30, 40 bucks a pop for each autograph like that. You know, I, I, I get, I, you don't need to be, you want fans to walk away feeling good. You know, Absolutely. they're mean, they're heroes. So, yeah, you get to catch them at the moment. Like, you know, I get to go ahead and take advantage of your, of your high if I want to. But I just, I feel better. I've been on that side of the table. And you and I have been on that side of the table before. So I know what it's like to be on that side of the table. I just remember, I, I just remember autographs at one point, 10 bucks to get an autograph and 10 bucks to get a photo. Yep. And I just, it amazes me how much this is exploded over the last, I don't know, 20 years, the prices that people pay. Yep. And, you know, teach his own, you're making money, you got to make a living, I get it. But I just like, wow. I it's just, a supply and demand thing. And people like the... You know, certain people I used to work with, um, <laughs> you like to you know like to push the envelope and see how far they can go. Well, it's like it's just like trading cards, though. I mean, sure. You know, pack, you know individual cards now paying. What did we talk about earlier today? Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw that link. You know, that Hogan card went for twenty grand. That's just crazy to me for a piece of cardboard. So it's no different. I mean, supply and demand, and like you said, and people want to. That's an investment that they're making. I can imagine making that investment in a piece of cardboard, but hey, to each his own. To each his own, man. Really, it is. But um, hey, buddy, it's good to right. see you. Good to see I, you. Again. Uh, just so you know, I I made sure I wore a different visor the last two times to keep it up because you haven't seen me in a long time. Sure, it's okay. I know the visor thing is it's your thing. I still have my visor from you. Do you? I do. It's in storage. Okay. Well, I'm just glad you have it. I still have my jersey too. I, I see that um, your your wonderful wife has corrupted you in so many ways, and I see you supporting Arizona teams. It just breaks my heart. <laughs> yes, but my I still support. Uh, I, I wear it, but you know I still support Green Bay. That's good to hear. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear you say that. I that still support cool. Green Bay, just as much as I still even uh, you know with the accent stuff like that. I still support Denver at a certain level too. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Well, I support them to lose, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Still support. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. You have a good one. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.